Hi everyone, this is Carly Townsend on my fourth episode of Folk Talk, which is so fun to say. Um, so today I have a guest on that I haven't really like been super close with, but as I sat down with her and like we had a lot of conversation and I've, I really just want to get to know this person. So this is my guest Shoshana. Shoshana? Yeah. yeah. Hi. <laughs> um... Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm excited, but I'm nervous. But like, it's all good nerves. So, it's all yeah, good nerves. It's, just, it's all the positive jitters, you know? We just got coffee, so. Yeah. Or just, no, we got tea. Chai we did, tea. We did get tea. Yeah. No caffeine in here. Um, well, I mean, kind of. Kind of, yeah. Kind of. But, Anyways. You know, so, oat milk and almond milk, so. Oh, hell. Yeah. Anyways, um, so one of my first questions that I always ask is um we tend to like as humans we tend to put ourselves into like social boxes and we're like Mm -hmm. oh i'm this person or because like i hang out with these people i'm this label and i wanted to ask you like what your what you feel your social box is um i never really put myself in a box because i was kind of always all over the place Mm -hmm. i think my biggest box that my I put in my like my mindset mm-hmm. was just with my health it was always like oh I should be able to do something um at every age like you know 16 oh I should be able to be able to get my license I should be able to graduate I should mm-hmm. be able to get a job and all of this stuff and you know I'm 19 now and I'm working but it's my first job mm-hmm. um and I work part-time but it's like barely part-time it's like nine hours a week mm-hmm. um and it's like oh I should be able to do more because sometimes I can pick up extra shifts without getting sick but then I do more regular extra shifts and then I mm-hmm. get sick and it's like oh okay yeah no. that's why I can't it's not I should or shouldn't it's just I can't mm-hmm. and I think that's my biggest box is that I think that I should be able to be at the same pace that everyone else is mm-hmm. even though my life is a little different mm-hmm. but different isn't bad yeah it's just different yeah, exactly so. um I feel like a lot of us and I I do this a lot um not as the same like level as you might but I do compare myself a lot to people yeah. and I think that's where um for me like the social label of being like oh I'm the art kid I can fit well in here right. and there's a little bit of comfort and also a little bit of fear too yeah. involved with it of comparing yourself like oh this other person they clearly wouldn't want to hang out with me because I'm this person right but then there's also that comfort of like but I have a label yeah <laughs> like I'm artsy and then yeah. it's just like mm. I think my thing with it is that in certain areas I can fit into a little bit of everything mm-hmm. and in other areas I can't or there's like labels, you know, the art kid where I'm creative, but I'm not good at it. Um, <laughs> like I'm, cre- I have a creative eye, a creative mind, but when it comes to the physical physical aspect of doing the art, I suck. Um, you know, I I'm really into music, but I can't mm-hmm. play an instrument for my life. But I can all hear it all in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like I can, so I can understand and I can fit into it. I really like fashion, but I dress like a hobo. <laughs> Like, you know, I I can fit into a lot of things. I like sports, but I don't play any. Mm -hmm. Um, So I can fit into it all. But, like, 
I don't like the label of it. Mm-hmm. Um, even when it comes to like sexuality, like you know, I I like anyone that I'm attracted to. Mm-hmm. I don't like saying, oh, I'm bi or I'm pansexual or whatever, like, because then it's a label and everyone wants to put labels on top of your label. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is this is stressing me out. Just leave me alone. <laughs> don't, don't, don't confine yeah. me. <laughs> like, I'm like, I like who I like. Just like, chill out. Like, uh, they're like, oh, you're bi. And I'm like, sure, whatever. Whatever suits you. <laughs> whatever you want to call me is fine. I think uh, that's very admirable, admirable too, like, not like labels and I, not find comfort I hate in that. Labels. Like I like the idea of labels, but then once I'm in it, I'm like I really don't like it. Mm, yeah. And so I just want out. Like let me out of here. <laughs> I love like seeing the difference cuz it's just like I am I'm so stuck in my own mind as, as we all too. are. I'm always I'm I'm always stuck inside my head like especially when it comes to music. Mm-hmm. I or really anything. Like I have been singing since before I could talk. Mm -hmm. Um, my parents say I'm good at it I don't think so but I've never let anyone else hear me Um, and they go you're just stuck in your own head and that's why you can't do it in front of people and I'm like "Eh, well I mean you're you're not wrong (laughs) you're not wrong (laughs) (laughs) Um, but the same thing with photography I've had offers to intern at photography places but you know I was so stuck in my own head of the negative self negative self-esteem mm-hmm. that it ruined my chances because I was stuck in my head and they didn't want someone who wasn't confident in their work yeah. even if it was good and I'm like oh so like I have to remember that like my own perspective of my work and the things I do are that is gonna affect me in life yeah. um and because people want someone who's confident mm-hmm. they don't want someone who's confident and fake but they don't and like you know with a big ego, but they want someone who believes that they're going to do well and, you know, mm-hmm. um, can do good. Yeah. Just in what they do in their life. And for me, it was very difficult. Um, and I'm getting better at it. Yeah. I am getting better. It's um, so nice to but hear. But it, it, I just because labels in society puts, it's hard. It, yeah. They put a big, huge, like, pressure banner on you. And it's, yeah. Yeah, the pressure. <laughs> I, it makes sense. I mean, it makes sense, but it's like odd. <laughs> I I definitely feel like at times, um, being in my own head is so odd because it's like you need that confidence for me mm. to even put this podcast out there. One of the things that I struggle with a lot is I have to promote it on social media. Yeah, and my worst like fear, I guess, but like I hate the aspect of me posting stuff on my story and people swiping past me like oh she's so pretentious or like oh like she's yeah, so like it's dumb. fine like, if you promote other people's yeah, stuff but, but like, when you promote you your it, own it's like because uh, it's just like full myself it feels like, like a full is, of yourself thing yeah. like oh well i'm good at this so you better check it out yes. and it's like well that's not the point of it yeah. it's just like hey i did this if you have time, if you're interested, yeah. maybe check it out. Maybe you'll like it. Maybe you'll be my next guest. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's so it's so hard for me to like be open and vulnerable. But with this podcast, I've noticed that like I'm opening up the conversation for me and other people. Yeah. Like constantly. And even your listeners too. Because yeah. like I was listening to you and Sophie and unfortunately I haven't been able to listen to the others yet. I've just, just been crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I heard it and I was like that is so true like I can really relate to that and it's cool because like even though uh you know I haven't seen Sophie in years and you know I only met you today Mm -hmm. um 
I could really relate and I haven't been in school so like even all of the things that she was talking about in school and you know with friendships and with you know all the different fashion stuff I was like wow like I wasn't there but I can still relate because mm-hmm. that same kind of stuff is like can still like hit at home yeah and it's like it's cool and like maybe you know you're not able or you know confident enough to go on and speak but it's it it's still good to listen and like no you're not alone and it's reaching other people which is really cool so I was like hey that's cool my heart is so full <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just thinking of all of like the memes in my head of like right like the hearts right, and, yeah like, the, there's like that one with like the little hamster and he has a little heart yes on his head. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about um so one of the questions that I wanted to ask you was I wanted to get into basically your story <laughs> How much time of, we got? <laughs> just kind of um, share a little bit about yourself. Um, I hate that question. Not because I hate the question. <laughs> I just never know where to start and what should, should I start with. Um, uh, like, do you want to know about me non-medical or do you want to know about me medical? Ooh, um, like, let's let's do both. Okay, just which do you want first? Let's. I'm just gonna ask like who who are you personally you know like um so that kind of ties in with the medical just mm-hmm. because I don't want to say that my disabilities are who I am because that's not true even though I thought that for many years I was like I'm no way I just on this person with dis- I was like a grumpy old man like honestly <laughs> honest to god I was just a grumpy mumbly old man bitter old man like that's yeah. what I was like um I, yeah, I thought everyone was out to get me. It was, it was a mess. Um, but honestly, I never really knew who I was. I think no one ever really knows who they are. You know, you're, as you're growing, you're always, you know, you're always growing in your personality, but like, you're just changing always. Like you never stop changing. Like something you might like to eat one day, you might absolutely hate it the next, Mm -hmm. um, or vice versa. You know, you're just, you're always changing. Uh, which I think is really cool. Um, but I, I've i really started learning about myself these past two years. Um, you know, I've always known that I really like music. I'm very into music. I can't play instruments. I can kind of sort of sing, but, like, I don't in front of people. Um, but I can, I can sing, but I'm, um, oh, what's the word? When you don't have rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, not with other people. I make my own rhythm. <laughs> like, my timing is just really poor. Um, you know, I, I was never a sportsy, athletic kid. Um, but, like, I'll go and, you know, kick the soccer ball around with my brother, mm. throw the football around. Um, I used to love animals. I still love animals. <gasps> oh. But I realized that, you know, I don't know if I want animals to mm. own just because they can be really stressful Mm -hmm. and high stress triggers my mental health Mm -hmm. and I'm like I don't want to be put in a bad situation where they could be put in a bad situation Mm -hmm. and I'm like you know so maybe it's safer like I'll enjoy other people's animals Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's and I'm okay with that it's the same with same thing with kids like I love kids I love babies but I love to give them back to their rightful owners (laughs) Like, I'm, I'm like, like, here you go. You, you're the uh, really good aunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I always thought that, you know, I part of me is like, I really want kids. Like, you know, you see pictures and videos, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I can't wait until that happens with me. And then I'm like, 
I come back into reality and I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. But I, um, I love to travel. I realize that I absolutely love to travel. Mm-hmm. I have incredible bipolar wanderlust. <laughs> it's insane. I'm like, I want to go here and here and here and here and here. I want to go everywhere. And if I could get paid to travel, I would mm-hmm. honestly like, uh, but I think most people would. <laughs> that's <laughs> not that anything like? new or special. <laughs> um, you know, I I am very creative. I never really had a lot of friends growing up. Um, making friends was always really difficult. Making fr- not making friends, keeping friends was always mm-hmm. very difficult. Um, but I am I'm still finding things out about myself. Like I I get told that I'm really kind and really caring. Um, that I'm funny when I don't try to be. Um, you know, I'm very blunt, very, very blunt. Sometimes I don't have tact, which is something I'm working on. Um, but I'm a hard worker when I'm motivated. (laughs) Um, like I said, honest, blunt, um, and just because I know, you know, my mom is going to be listening to this when it airs. (laughs) Uh, so, you know, gotta get the truth out there. (laughs) Um... Hello, mom, by the way. Hi. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm learning about myself. But I also know that I can have a really bad temper. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm all great. And I'm like, no, like, I get really stressed out. I... Yeah, that's okay. fine. That's fine. <laughs> I like what you're yeah. um, I, you know, I can even be, like, a total bitch sometimes. Yeah. Like, and it's not like I'm, like, one of those, like, bitchy girls. Like, I just get in a really bad mood, mm-hmm. and I don't want anything to do with you, and I get irritated, mm-hmm. and I get really bitchy, and I'm like, well, you we see what happened, what? <laughs> With every good side, there's a bad side. It's just, it's just humans. It's, it is, we, it is. We're we just can't. human. And I'm all over the place. And that's the thing is I have all of these different hobbies. You know, I was telling you earlier that I kept saying all of these things that I wanted to do. And I was like, oh, I've always wanted, always wanted. For like seven different things. <laughs> I always, I use the word always in front of it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah. So that's why I don't have a career plan. Because <laughs> I went from interior design, animal, nail tech, photographer, FBI agent, <laughs> uh, barista, Reaching you know, radio every... talk show host, like all of this within like thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, I've always wanted to. <laughs> I I think that means like you're very open too. Though. I am. I'm very open. Um, I don't really want to work with like food. Like I mean, barista's fine, but like I really don't want to work with food too much. Uh, just because I get nauseous. Um, from smells and sights of food, I'm like, yeah, maybe that's not a good idea. (laughs) Um, but I am, I'm very open to things. I just, I have a lot of fear that holds me back because like I said, my biggest mindset box is I should be able to. So I'm 19 and I don't have a high school diploma. Um, or even a GED yet. I'm starting the process for that, mm-hmm. um, like I, which I've been saying for years, but like now I'm actually starting the process for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't drive. I can't drive because of my health. I have to be two years seizure-free mm-hmm. um, before I can even talk about driving. Mm-hmm. And it hits about every six to seven months without a seizure, and I'm like, okay, the countdown begins, and then I have one, and I have to start over. Uh, so driving is out of the question for me. Mm-hmm. Um, walking is 
I can, but long distances are hard. Mm -hmm. Transportation is difficult because my dad is the only driver in the family. And he works over the bridge. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm always going, I want to move somewhere where there's public transportation. Like, there's some around here, but it's not great. It's not like, oh, Mm -hmm. I can hop on, you know the subway or whatever you know or all of these buses where there's a stop like every two blocks like Mm -hmm. it's it's easier there like it's chaotic but it's still easier yeah um and we don't have that here Mm -mm. Uh, which makes it difficult for people like me because Mm -hmm. my grandfather is my ride when my dad isn't and my grandfather's getting older um and he's not available sorry available as often (laughs) um and yeah he's just he's not going to be my ride forever Mm -hmm. and so with my brother being autistic he can't drive either um Mm -hmm. and so it's there's some challenges but Mm -hmm. you know we're making it work yeah um uber is a thing yeah um you know for someone who gets paid nine but or not eleven not ten Eleven. Oh, eleven dollars an hour now. <laughs> uh, eleven dollars an hour, but only nine hours a week. It's a little expensive to mm-hmm. Uber to get to your job and back home because then you're using like basically your entire paycheck just mm-hmm. to get your paycheck. So <laughs> it, it's a hit or miss. Yeah. Um, there's pros and cons about mm-hmm. everything. Um, um, now I kind of wanted to, if you were comfortable, yeah. kind of get into the um your life with disability and what that disability is for you so i have i'm gonna try to make it short because i talk a lot but it's also like a lot of stuff yeah, that's um, totally fine. i have a lot of different disabilities under basically like an under an umbrella disability mm-hmm. uh which that umbrella term is dysautonomia which is a huge mouth it's mouthful um no one really knows what it is but under that there are a bunch of different diagnoses um which really I only have three but then I have other diagnoses physical and mental that are not part of it um and so basically if I give you the diet it's it's difficult because it's like I have something called EDS or Ehlers-Danlos mm-hmm. Syndrome Um, which is a connective tissue disorder. So basically, all of my joints, tendons, ligaments, and I'm going to use what my um, orthopedic doctor said, they're basically like wet noodles. (laughs) That's literally what he said. Like, they're so not as strong as they should be, Mm -hmm. which is why I hurt myself a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, um, It is. It's very, like, I can stand up and break my ankle without falling down. Because that's just how weak my joints are. Mm-hmm. Um, I've literally stepped out of my car and done that. I've also stepped out of my car and tore three ligaments. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how. It just happened, you know. Um, I can be typing and, you know, have a dislocation in my fingers or mm-hmm. wake up and my shoulder is out of place. Like, it's just... It's everyday little things that no one thinks about, but, like, it can just happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no cure for it, you know? There's just... It is what it is. Mm-hmm. You build up a pain tolerance. <laughs> Tattoos don't hurt because no. of that, you know? You build up a pain tolerance. Um, I have, you know, 
I have something else called POTS, which, you know, when I say that, everyone goes, oh, you're a pothead. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, which is another handful. It's postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. It's a mouthful. <laughs> um, and so basically, like, some of the main stuff is my blood pressure is really low. My heart rate is sky high. Um, I, if I stand in one place for too long without moving, then all of the blood flows to my feet, so I don't get enough blood and oxygen to my brain, mm-hmm. which, you know, some, uh, can affect, well, can affect the, you know, blood pressure, heart rate, but also mm-hmm. affect, you know, um, the processing, uh, you know, thinking things clearly, uh, thinking things through clearly, um, sleep, mm-hmm. um, everyday function really so there I used to have more bad days than I did good days um now I have more good days than I do bad days um I spent a year and a half almost two years um with the feeding tube because I couldn't drink anything I was so dehydrated I wasn't eating I was throwing up all the time it was a nightmare like they thought that I was gonna die um Mm -hmm. they're like you have to stay hydrated or you're gonna die and the feeding tube was the last option because um, this is not curable either. It is something you can grow out of for some people, but mine is genetic, which is another reason why I don't want to have kids, mm-hmm. because as someone who lives with it and it's going to be there forever, I don't want to deal with my own disability and raise a child with one. And that's, a lot of people say that's selfish, and I think it's, I want to, I would rather be a good mom or a good wife or whatever, mm-hmm. um than not be able to take care of a sick child if I knew I was sick and didn't have the energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's difficult. I have the mental health, um, which is actually more of a concern now than the physical health is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's been interesting, but it's hard because all of my illnesses are invisible. Mm-hmm. And so for years, I was told, oh, it's all in your head. Oh, you're just making it up. Oh, it's all in your head. Oh, you're just faking. Yada yada. Because they could never find out what was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going. Maybe I am crazy. Maybe maybe they're right. Maybe I am crazy. But then things would happen, and it would be like, how do I didn't even know this existed? How could I possibly make this yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. And so you know, being told things like that your whole life, it's, it's hard. And sometimes things happen now, and it's like, oh, maybe I am crazy. And it's like, no, I'm not crazy because mm-hmm. I was diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Like this is a real thing. Um, it's just not normal. I never fit medical scientific textbook. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's hard because, you know, I go and take medicine multiple times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are like, what do you need that for? And I'm like, so I don't pass out. <laughs> so I can stand and work here. Yeah. Uh, have a conversation with you. <laughs> um, cause I, I was spending like every week in the hospital like they knew me by name they had a room set up for me they Mm -hmm. had my whole plan everything they'd be like oh hi Shoshana what are you in here for today is it this or this or this and I'm like it's this one today and it was like I practically lived there Mm -hmm. and you know that that's hard because I didn't really get to go to school 
Um, I was in middle school for a little bit, but I was in and out of middle school. Um, mm-hmm. I was always sick. People spread rumors that I was, one, contagious, that all of my illnesses were contagious. The ones who did believe me, were mm-hmm. they thought it was contagious. Or that, you know, I was in school and then I was out for a couple of months and they're like, oh, she moved and then she died. And I'm like, where do you get this yeah, stuff? Because then I just pop right back <laughs> up and they're like, hi. I'm like, hi. <laughs> um... And it's it's crazy. It's just, yeah. it's insane. I didn't fully get diagnosed with the main illnesses until I was 14. Mm-hmm. Um, I got I got sick when I was two. Um, and that's, that's hard. I'm currently fighting for disability, mm-hmm. uh, which is hard for me because there are so many more people, I think, that need it mm-hmm. um, or could use it and still get denied. And, you know, with me, I, I have this back and forth of I have the, all of the mental health and the physical health. You'd think that they would accept mm-hmm. it. But then I also go, but I'm still able to do some things. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't need it as badly. And for the people on here that aren't familiar with the term, and I, I'm also I'm quite dumb about this yeah, topic. No, it's okay. What um what do you mean by uh, working for disability? Is that like what is? Oh, so just working towards it is um it's it's a SSI or SSDI where mm-hmm. um you know one of the reasons we pay taxes is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a portion of the taxes go to the government to give to people who have disabilities mm-hmm. that can't work or can't work enough that they can um, um, basically take care of themselves in their lives. So if they're, if, you know, me being almost 20, I have a goal of wanting to move out, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to be able to drive. So, Hey, I get to save money on not <laughs> yeah, having yeah, a car, yeah. but, um, but you know, there's still rent, there's groceries, mm-hmm. there's public transportation, mm-hmm. um, things like that. And, you know, so the government will give you a certain amount of money every month to help you out. And it's not, but it has to be, they basically they get receipts of everything you spend mm-hmm. it on um so you know if you spend four hundred dollars on rent and a hundred and fifty on groceries and stuff they get to see what it's spent on but it's stuff that you know me making a hundred and thirty a month mm-hmm. that's not gonna help me do anything yeah especially because that's before taxes yeah so i'm like yeah most definitely it's not you know, it's not okay. Um, and so it is something that, you know, I'm I'm never going to be able to... I don't want to say never because I hope that I can. But as of now, I'm unable to work a full-time job. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I really want to get my GED. I want to get my GED and then I want to either intern or go to school for photography. Because my dream is... Um, to be a photographer, a photographer for special needs families, mm-hmm. because as someone who is in a special needs family, um, with myself and my brother being autistic, and my mom also has the same issues I do, it's very hard to find someone who has the patience to photograph them, and I don't mean just kids, but adults as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is very difficult. I also want to do maternity shoots because now we have the technology to let mothers to be know if their baby is going to have special needs mm-hmm. um and so i want to focus in on that because i know how to work with them mm-hmm. um i've spent a lot of my life we have a lot of friends and family with special needs um and just i know 
it's familiar, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to autism or Down syndrome. I know how to work with that. People with seizures, I know how to work with it. Um, and so it's familiar, and it can be scary. It really can be, especially when you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But I think there's also beauty in it when you're photographing because nothing has to be posed and faked and mm-hmm. looked at like your normal family like when you are in a special fa- special needs your family is not going to be normal it is going to be chaotic and there's going to be screaming and there's going to be tears and there's going to be fighting and there's going to be laughter a lot of laughter mm-hmm. and there's going to be smiles and there's going to be straight faces and there's it's all over the place but that's what's beautiful about it is like it's unique to each family to each mm-hmm. person um and I think that's really cool but photographers just don't have the patience for it mm-hmm. you know they have the patience for your average model yeah but if you if the lights bother you because you're autistic the flash of it or you know they don't like the sounds or they're cold or you know they're they're shaking or whatever because they can't you know function well enough to sit still photographers don't have the patience for that mm-hmm. but I know how to work with that. Mm -hmm. There are other ways that you can get a good photo and it doesn't have to be all prestigious. Is that Mm -hmm. the word? Yes. Um, You know, and it can still be beautiful even if it's abnormal, not Mm -hmm. like your normal model, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Which normal models are boring anyway. They all look the (laughs) same. Like, honestly, they really do all look... It is. They they all look the same. You know, I'd rather have, you know, a mom and her autistic son laughing and sticking their tongues out at each other Mm -hmm. than a woman giving me the bitch face, you know, (laughs) because she's pretty and doesn't know how to smile. Like, you know, I'd rather have that fun, like natural stuff go on you know um so kind we kind of talked a little bit about this how um socially does your disability affect you who um so like i said you know friends i always made friends but i never kept them long um i socially it was hard physically it was because I could never keep up. I could mm-hmm. never keep plans. Um, or people just found out and got overwhelmed and left. Which, I don't... Not that I would do that, but I don't really blame them mm-hmm. either because it is a lot. Um, but I think a big part of it is more mental health. That I'm always in a chronic fear of making friends especially with girls um I was actually in a four-year friendship Mm -hmm. um she was like my only friend basically um and I was so desperate for a friend she was not in a good place um and I you know she was because she was not in a good place and I was desperate for a friend she was always you know threatening to kill herself and stuff like that which is like you know that's not yeah, that's... good but you know and I was like you know do whatever you have to just don't do this you know you're mm-hmm. worth it yada yada and instead for four years I let her you know abuse me verbally emotionally physically mm-hmm. um so I it, it's hard to trust people because I either don't trust at all I trust too easily and then become suspicious. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think when it comes to social media, um, there's a lot of controversy about disabilities, Mm -hmm. um, mental health, physical, whatever it is. People believe that if you can't see it, it's not real, Mm -hmm. um, which is not true whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I mean, people very much believe diabetes is real, but you don't see diabetes Mm -hmm. It's just something that is, Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's the trying to get them to understand without shoving it down their throat mm-hmm. is hard. Um, because, you know what, in the long run, they're going to believe what they believe. I yeah. look normal, mm-hmm. but I'm taking 14 different medications to make me look normal. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay... <laughs> You know, and that's a lot, you know, to be 19 years old and take that much medication. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot. Um, my um, question actually, my next question actually go, like ties into this. What do you think is the biggest uh, misconception about disability and especially invisible disabilities? Um, they're faking. That I think that's the biggest one is that oh, you're just faking to get out of this test. Oh, you're just faking so you don't have to walk. Oh, you're just, you know, you're faking so you don't have to go out somewhere. Oh, you know, yada, yada. Because especially when you already have anxiety, people think you're faking a lot, making things up, or doing it for attention. Um, And it's scary that people think that because there are people that do that. Yeah. Um, And when you're someone who does have real issues... And people think you're faking or making it up. It's, it's really hard because mm-hmm. then you don't want to tell anyone that something's wrong when something really is mm-hmm. wrong because they just think you're faking. It's like the boy who cried wolf. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's, you know, oh look, there's a wolf. Oh, just kidding. Oh look, there's a wolf. Just kidding. Oh look, there's a wolf. Really is one, and no one's there. Yeah. It's like, because when people think that you know you're lying about it, it's, you don't want to be beaten down again you know it's hard um and I think it's hard you know when your mental health and physical health ties into each other um so it is because sometimes like I I have bipolar disorder and borderline personality disorder and so sometimes I'm totally fine and the next I'm totally not Mm -hmm. and my personality changes and that my personality changing, my you know, my mental health affects my physical health and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And I think people get very confused mm-hmm. um, because they don't understand. You know, uh, some, some days I'm in a wheelchair, but I look normal. I don't have a cast on. I don't have anything. So, like, some people use wheelchairs when they have a cast, and it's like, you can understand that. Mm-hmm. But me just being in a wheelchair with nothing wrong it, or well nothing visibly wrong mm-hmm. there I get a lot of stares and which I guess is natural because you kind of want to like find out like oh what's wrong kind of mm-hmm. thing and not always in a bad way you're just curious mm-hmm. um but it's people with invisible illnesses get told they can they can't you're faking and why did you use a wheelchair the whole time in the store but you can walk to your car like oh she can walk 
And it's this whole, like, thing that, like, everyone has these boxes that people with disabilities can't do things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, we can. It's just harder. Yeah. Um, and not everyone with disabilities can do the same things because mm-hmm. not everyone has the same disability. Everyone has their own limitations. Mm-hmm. So it's... Everyone's different with it, I think. It just depends on how you take it mm-hmm. and respect it when I heard that you said that people thought you were faking it and that middle school people would come up with these things right I was so heartbroken because but doctors told me doctors told me that for years and it's just it's I think I think this is why you know I wanted to make this because I wanted people to understand like to get educated on these things, yeah. to understand the individual and see, like, you know, it's so heartbreaking to see from your perspective how other people assumed one thing and it's like, yeah, and you've it's not... lived your whole life with these things. Yeah. And it's... But something new always comes up, too. Yeah. Or something changes, you know? One symptom might be really bad and then the next time a new symptom comes up and the one symptom that was bad isn't so bad anymore like okay and it just happens and you know you get used to it and it's still scary when something new comes up but you know I'm still the kind of person that I'm like yeah whatever but then I'm also I stub my toe and I'm going I'm dying (laughs) like I'm so quick to judge things about myself is it's insane so like I get it because you know people when you when you're uneducated, all you can do is make assumptions. Mm-hmm. It's natural. Yeah. Uh, you shouldn't, but you shouldn't. it's natural. <laughs> so I get it. I'm not upset. I'm not offended about it. You know, I used to be because I only ever wanted people to listen. Mm-hmm. But they couldn't listen because I never spoke up. And that was my own fault. And I hated that. I always go, but no one ever listens to me. And I'm like... But I never said anything either. So what are they going to listen to? <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> I was so scared. Like, it's it's hard. But that's all it is. It's hard. And life is hard. Mm-hmm. You know, if if it's easy, it's not real. Yeah. You know? it's Or it's not going to last. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you have to work for the, thing, for the hard things. And that's yeah. what I'm learning is, like, I... I always go from zero to a hundred. I want to, you know, go to college, do my photography, get my own place, move out, live on my own. But there are a lot of steps I have to take before I can get there. Mm -hmm. And I forget about those little steps, even though they're some of the most important ones. And I think that that's something I I used to just give up on it all. I was like, I'm never going anywhere. I'm not going to live past the age of, you know, 16. Like there's no hope. And now I'm like, crap I'm 18 19 (laughs) almost 20 and I'm like I feel like a baby learning to crawl again (laughs) because I wasn't expecting to live this long so now I have to figure shit out (laughs) (laughs) and it's like okay so now I have an idea but I have no idea how to get to that idea (laughs) so and you know but I think that's every like whether you have a disability or not everyone's kind of in that same boat Mm -hmm. um it's just, you know, it's taken me longer. And certain things are going to take me longer. But you don't always need a disability to have things take longer. It's just, it yeah. depends on you. Sometimes with people, dis- people with disabilities get ahead faster. 
<laughs> I don't know. It is what it is. <laughs> you know, I'm great at, I suck at talking, but I'm great at English, <laughs> but I suck at math. You know? um, meanwhile, my brother is the opposite. Yeah. So, um, we'll see. <laughs> one of the other topics that I'm going to talk about, um, social media. We talked and communicated solely on social media yeah we did for like three years it's crazy um i kind of wanted to ask you about um what your view is on being open and vulnerable online so (laughs) that's harder Mm -hmm. um i think you know like instagram right everyone has their Instagram page, and then there's the Finstas, <laughs> which is you were your say it fake Instagram page, because you have your Instagram page where everything is neat and tidy and clean yeah. and happy, and everything mm-hmm. is good in life, and then you have your Finstas for the selected people in your life <laughs> that can see the real shit going down. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, I had told someone about that, and she goes, why do you have two Instagram? Like, isn't Instagram supposed to be taking pictures of showing what's going on in your life? Why do you have to put on a f- put up a front for one and then have selected yeah. people in a private one where everything goes down? And I'm like, huh, <laughs> that's yeah, a good question. That's a good question. It is. I I can tell you one of the answers for me, and that's because like. I don't, for me, again, like, trying to impress people, I'm like, oh, these people from my school that don't know me, let me, let me post a good little selfie that has good lighting, yeah. and then on my Finsta, I'm like, okay, these are my friends, here's my double chin, and, like, here's, like, right. my favorite movie quote, you know, See, like. Yeah, no, I understand that. I think for me is that I have, I, you know, I, you've seen my Instagram, it's mm-hmm. all over the place, and I think you've seen my Finsta, too, yeah, it's, like, it. chaotic, it. yeah. but, you know, I think the thing with the Finsta is that on my regular Instagram, I have family members <laughs> yeah, that follow that me, too. and I'm, like, I really don't want them, you know, reading about my rants on society and sexualities and you know if I'm horny or not and you know so I really hope you have 13 or older people listening I um, yeah no it's mostly you know, 18 things to like that okay you know things like that and you know how like men stress me out and all of this <laughs> stuff because you know because it's just stupid shit but it's like it's not worth it to put it in a diary but I can put that caption you know men stress me the fuck <laughs> out with a good meme and it's a laugh you know yeah, it's fine yeah. um but I don't know like social media is social media god mm-hmm. um, <laughs> there's good and bad things the yeah. only thing I really like about it honestly is as someone who did always have trouble making friends and didn't get a phone for a long time mm-hmm. Um, I, I like it because it's a good way to keep in touch and make new friends. Um, I mean, it can be dangerous. I'm not going to lie. Like mm-hmm. just using the internet and using apps and everything, it can be absolutely dangerous, but I think it's a nice thing to keep in touch. Um, but honestly, I don't, I don't mess with all the drama. I don't like all of it. It annoys me. I think it can be just as bad. Like, Instagram got rid of the thing where you could see when someone posted something. Mm -hmm. Because that was causing so much, so many issues. Mm -hmm. It was. It was, especially in relationships. And I'm like, this is not okay. Like, it's it's a platform to post pictures or Snapchat or Facebook or, or whatever. Like, I use them. I scroll, but I don't really post a lot. Um... 
I used to post like three times a day, every day mm-hmm. on everything. And now I'm like, I never post my own stuff. I just retweet stuff. Like, yeah, I'm just like yeah, yeah. retweet, reblog, share, <laughs> things like that. Um, but I think it's really just like a good thing to keep in touch with people. Mm-hmm. And it's also interesting because, you know, you can follow tags. So like if you're you know, like, poetry or people with disabilities and be like, wow, like, I'm really not mm-hmm. alone. Like, there are so many people that have pots all over the world. Mm-hmm. And it's, but they're all different. They're mm-hmm. all different and they all struggle with different things. And it's like, wow. But then we can get together as a group and be like, oh, well, I tried this. Like, maybe this would work. Or, like, how does this affect you in your daily life? And it it might affect you differently than it affects me. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, celebrities it's a social platform things like tiktok which (laughs) that's a whole that's a whole thing like i'm like okay youtube you know everything it's like people get famous off of social media and i'm like how (laughs) what i'm like and it's just it's literally just based on if like it's based on your content based on it basically if you're pretty or not Mm -hmm. and your likes and um followers and it's like and it's just it's it's all stupid honestly it's, it really, it really is. is it's so stupid like i really use it i use it for memes yeah and i use it for art inspiration mm-hmm. and i use it to stay in touch with people and that's it like mm-hmm. i'm like i could care less <laughs> i really don't care that your boyfriend cheated on you with a girl <laughs> named shelly or you know i don't care that you know whatever like it, I don't care that you're smoking pot like okay <laughs> chill out that's not something you need to be sharing with everybody like yeah I feel down. like there is um that kind of uh separation for me in my head where it's like some posts it's like I'm expressing myself I'm expressing yes. my emotions and then there's that other part of me where I'm just like I want validation I want someone to look at it and like it and be like yeah. oh that's so funny or this is so cool and I think that's when I share my poetry like I have a whole poetry page and occasionally words <laughs> um, occasionally I put my poetry on my main page and it's very rare but it's like it wasn't for validation just because I thought, like, it was still important. Mm-hmm. And, like, it turns out people like it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, no, I definitely understand that, though. Like, there are days that, you know, I think everyone goes and posts pictures and of themselves. And they're like, oh, I was feeling really pretty in this one picture, but now I'm feeling really bad about myself. So I'm going to go and post this picture that I felt pretty in and see how many likes I can get, how yeah. many comments, just for attention. And I think it's a natural thing we do. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, when you're in a relationship and, you know, you can love each other dressed up gorgeously or you can love each other totally in, like, sweats and a T-shirt and slob, like, a total slob. But, like, every time I notice something, especially with girls, they go out with their boyfriend or their girlfriend Mm -hmm. and they always get dressed up more than they have to. They could be walking to Wawa and they're going to be wearing the nicest clothes they have with all of the jewelry and their makeup done and you know what? Or they'll flip their hair holding their man's hand, making sure that other men watch. Mm-hmm. And it's just so their mind goes, well, other men still find me attractive. And yes, I have my own man, mm-hmm. but other people find me attractive. And that helps me feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? <laughs> like, I'm like, I... For... What? Um, I like, I get it, but 
it's too much work. Mm-hmm. It is. It's too much work. Like, I'm gonna look just as bad even covered in makeup, so, like, why put all the effort in? <laughs> um, For, um, I, it was so funny when she said that, I was like, oh my god, I'm, I'm, I'm the person that you're talking about. <laughs> no, honestly, I, I am too, but, like, yeah, yeah. but it's I, still, like, I don't look any different. I just look, you know, dressed. Yeah. Like, I feel like, especially in a small town where everyone knows you and looks at you, it's kind of like, I've been it's raised... Like, well, who are you dressing up for? Yeah, yeah. Like, walking into Walmart, I'm like, I'm dressing up for me, bitch. I'm, I've been raised all my life to kind of, um, to just... Sorry, I've been running. It's <laughs> like, well, um, I've been raised all my life that, like, you know, my thoughts do matter, mm-hmm. but it's like, what people see... That's what they're going to judge you on. Yeah. And that's, for me, is the hardest pill to swallow to think, to realize, like, people are going to judge me all the time. But, like, it really matters about my own self-worth. Yeah. And to look past, like, okay, this person thinks I'm pretentious. Whatever. Everyone's pretentious in their own way. But I have this thing that I love and this thing that I know I'm good at. Right. You know? And, like, I feel like... And social you're easy media to talk to, which is really Thank cool. Because <laughs> like I love talking to people, but I have such bad social anxiety that I don't. Me too. And yeah. so the fact that I never met you, I'm like, <laughs> this is crazy. And now I'm just <laughs> like, I don't shut up because I keep rudely interrupting you, and I feel bad about that. It's okay, um, that's fine. But like, you're you're very welcoming and you're open hearted and open minded, and it's like it's cool because as someone who does always feel like they're being judged. Um, because I do have a lot of stuff. I talk really fast. I laugh. I mumble. I cuss. I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not the prettiest person, the most attractive person mm-hmm. there. Um, and it's like, you know, I'm constantly going, are they going to come in and then turn around and walk away? And cause I've had that happen. Mm-hmm. And so it's always a thought and I'm like, and then I, but then I realize I make things worse by overthinking it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if I could just get out of my head and just relax, like it's yeah. fine. Yeah. It's really not as big of a deal as I seem to make it. <laughs> <laughs> so everything is so elevated in my yes, mind. It's just yes. like And it's hard because like with guys are always giving you mixed signals, but like it's hard when you like girls too. Because you can unless they have that like stereotypical like stud butch type yes, of look it's very difficult because girls can be friendly and whether they're straight or gay or bisexual or whatever their friendly is always flirty like girl friends that are girls still flirt with each other and they know it's just friends so i'm like are you flirting with me because you're trying to be friendly or are you flirting with me because you're flirting with me and then i'm like hi (laughs) like i i get so like I don't know I, what I, to say. Yeah, no, I, yeah, no, I feel that. And I'm definitely the worst at, like, expressing my feelings. So, like, I come off as a certain way, and then I never express any of my feelings. And, I, it's, and it's so bad, because, like, I, I want to share all my feelings, but I'm like, ah, no, like, people And I care. express my feelings too much sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, not really too much, it's just that I, I thrive on communication. Mm-hmm. But sometimes... It can be a little intense, even though it's not intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, it just happens. So you know, I'm I'm one that likes communication, and um, and I always want to know where things are going. 
Like, I'm not, like, the kind of person that goes, oh, what are we kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I'm, like, if you're interested in me, tell me. If you're not interested in me, tell me. If you want to just be friends, cool, but you have to tell me. Because I sometimes suck on picking up cues, especially when they don't really give out cues. They just kind of, like, ghost you. And it's kind of that thing that I've learned, like, not having an answer is still an answer. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, okay. (laughs) So, but then it's like, I don't know. It's just relationships and friendships and everything, it's tricky. It really is. It's so all over the place. Oh, it's cool. So I I wanted to um, say one more thing. Uh, That kind of perception of, like, how you talk to people, that's so, like, amplified, especially for me on social media, being like, well, this person, do they like me? Do they like my post? And I want to see, like, how you view that, like, how you view um, kind of, like, friendships and relationships with social media added onto it. I think something that I've learned is that people are very different in person than they are on social media Mm -hmm. um an example was you know I met someone online we were talking and I actually flew out to Massachusetts to see him to meet him for the very first time but you know the way that we are over the phone over text over social media even like FaceTime um it's still very different than how you are in person you know when you're not all talking and giggly and you know have a subject but you're just like being yourselves in Mm -hmm. person and I think that people expect you to be the same person you are on social media or look the same. It makes me aware of the types of people there are out there. Um, I think that's kind of the best way to describe it because I hate stereotypes, I hate labels, I hate clicks, but it makes me aware of how many there really are Mm -hmm. and how many people don't fit into it and how many people feel lost because they feel like they don't fit into any of it. And, you know, I think it's it's cool because while while social media can be really negative, I think it can also bring a lot of people together. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I just wish that they were brought together for more important things um, rather than, you know, things that no one, like, you know, <laughs> just more important things. Um, and I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's... Do you think these uh, social limitations, these social boxes, do you think they are a, a practical thing? Do you think they're in real life, or do you think they're just something in our heads? I think that there's something in, it's something in everyone's heads that make it a real-life thing. Mm-hmm. I think that it became something that everyone is stuck in their own head, that we've all kind of created these boxes and labels and stereotypes for ourselves and for groups of people that nobody wants. Yeah. And yet, we're the ones that created it. We're, like, everyone blames society, but we are part of society. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, if we're the ones that created it, we could stop it, you know? And I think that's really important, but no one ever thinks about it. They always blame everyone else. No one ever likes to be blamed, but they're really quick to point fingers. So thank you for doing this podcast with me. Yeah, of course. I'm glad to be here. I talked a lot. (laughs) We went over their interruptions, but like, it's all good. Perfect. You know, Um, a lot of impurities. Impurities? Flaws. Yeah, a lot of flaws, but you know, that makes us... Flaws is what makes us human. Makes us human. Okay, and I always do a high five. Okay. Good good high five to end the podcast. So, bye everyone. Um, 
I hope you've liked my guest. She was very fun. Um, so yeah, tune in next time. <laughs> <laughs>